rockzone.com. Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys on a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys on a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome you back. Rare moment in time. Hour number two of Two Guys at a Mic TalkZone.com. Double B, we should mention, if anybody is tuning in for the Youth Sports Fan Forum, we apologize. We'll be back at you next Thursday. Call it lack of prep. We want to do the show right, not ready to go. So we're going to do a second hour of Two Guys at a Mic, but we might throw in some Youth Sports Talk along the way. But, uh, again, Youth Sports Fan Forum uh, listeners, we apologize. Stick around for the show, but... Um, it is a second hour of two guys at a mic today, not the YS fan. Right, and we'll still talk. If you want to talk youth sports, 888-463-6748. Absolutely. Feel free to call in. We'll definitely talk on any topic you want to talk about. It's 888-463-6748. I want to congratulate my son, by the way, who hit five of five free throws down the stretch. Really? In a big playoff game for Springman Junior High. Eighth grade team yesterday. Unfortunately, Dad was not there to watch it. But he went five for five. Down the stretch. Did they win? Yes, they did. See, then, then he was a key, integral part of the playoff victory. Thank you very much. Nice. Where was Dad? <laughs> huh? Where was Dad? Dad was coaching uh, another team. Interesting. Sorry to see that. How, how did the son take that? Did he give you any grief about it? Did He's he... used to it. Matter of yes. fact, at times, it's nice because I've coached this team so much in the past, it's good to have a little break. He's just him. used to get rid of you? Yeah. Nah, good for him. Mom was there, though. That's all that counts. Yeah, everybody plays better for mom. Nah, no question yeah. about it. 888-463-6748. Our second hour of Mike Two guys here on the talkzone.com, or I should say two guys and a mic. Mike, two guys is our email address. And I know Brian Bauer a little bit upset today because here in the city of Chicago, another announcement yesterday <laughs> for a party guy like yourself that took away your Southside Irish Parade. I love it. They took away yeah. his Venetian night because of uh, financial difficulties, yeah, budget problems. Good night too, yeah. Yesterday, yeah. Mayor Daly announcing. Yes. I don't know if you could do a second hour, Brian, knowing this. No. That the July. Third, fireworks celebration in Chicago because of budgetary cuts also has been axed. Not only that, but from what I've heard, Taste of Chicago now will end at no. 6 o'clock, no. two of the last nights. What? Yeah, they ended at 6 o'clock on oh. a Saturday and Sunday. They're still going to have the, the alligator yeah. bites, though, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Food uh, will still be there. I, I just go down but, there for the alligator. I mean, let's be honest. I heard this saves the city $2 million in budget. You know, in the case where we're kind of in a crunch right now, mm-hmm. mostly due to Mayor Daly and his cronies, but either way, mm-hmm. any money you can save is totally understandable. However, yeah. I will miss Venetia night. That, that, yes. my friend, is a good night. For the non-Chicago fans, maybe folks listening uh, on South America, the Mideast, as you know, via the internet, two guys and a mic, being heard in seven different continents right now and also parts of Naperville and Glen Ellen. But Venetia night would be... Well, imagine the person who actually lives in Venice going, hey, they got a Venetian night, yeah. hey! Someone in Egypt going, ah, Venetian yeah. night, sounds very good. No, How many what, women on what, Venetian what, night? What they do basically is if you own a boat. A boat? A boat. No women? There are women on the boats. Okay. All right. So if you own a boat, what normally happens is people take their boats and they put lights on them and they go they go through you know they go along the lake whatever whatever down, floats, whatever floats your boat often down the river and it's it's like a big kind of celebratory evening in honor of and I don't even know how it started with Venetian night but I it, I guess apparently they might do this in Venice but but they do a whole night with lights and and nice little you know kind of a boat like thing in the middle of summer it's nice I like it but it's been canceled. It's been canceled. Because of budgetary demand. So you know what I say? 
for all our boarders out there, why don't we do a two guys at a mic Venetian night? I like it. How much money could go into telling people to put lights on their boats? We're looking to pub our own show. I think this would be a great event. Take your Christmas lights, shove them on your boat. Yeah. And the great thing about this is we don't care. You know what? We won't even call it Venetian night. Mm -hmm. We'll call it Chicago night Mm -hmm. in honor of the people of Chicago. We'll pick a night in summer. Have people put lights up and down their boats, like and we it. will organize a little almost parade-like boat thing going down the lake and down the river. Any of our listeners on Two Guys and a Mic want to join us? We could make it a uh, I got a rowboat, a radio I remote, coach. You and I, I think we should be in the front with a rowboat. I was thinking a canoe, but a rowboat might work. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe a little motor because well, I don't really could, want to oar. We could even, uh, you know, like in a small river or a large bathtub, one of the two. Yeah. We could have our own like toy boat Venetian night. Well, let's everybody decorates yeah. their own toy. We have awards yeah. for the most best decorated. I, I like so what you're talking about. A yeah. miniature version of Venetian night. I personally have always wanted a tugboat. I was going to put a little dance system in there, I love lights, tugboats. a little music. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. Wouldn't we'll lead the way. David put that down as one of the many promotional ideas that we have that we're not going to touch. That we'll probably won't. Yeah. Do. <laughs> There's about a list of about 26. Right? This was not bad though. Trying to get some pub for the show. I mean, honestly, that what what does it take for yeah. a Venetian night? Why does that have to cost so much you have to get rid of it? Because mostly it's the people, you know, jumping on board with it yeah. that counts. Yeah. That's what I say. But on a bigger scale picture, I'm sure the city of Chicago is not the only one, but um, finances are tough. Sure. Times are tough. Sure. Money is uh, hard to find, and a lot of cities are cutting back on some of the events that, quite frankly, make their cities special. And it's um, it maybe it's necessary, but... It, Hurts a little bit. Yeah, it does. And I think it's a trickle-down thing. I heard that when Ronald Reagan took over office back in the day, mm-hmm. he instituted a three-year no-spend ban where you couldn't spend money on anything outside of the essentials. Last three years of Ronald Reagan's life, by the way, he had a little trickle-down. Yeah, but that was different. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, who's talking? Right. Anyway, I'm almost thinking we're at a point now where that's got to kick in as well, where it's almost got to be a so. non-essential, anything yeah. that we don't need, anything that's extra, cut it off. Yep. Speaking of non-essential, have yes. you w- looked at the back page of the Chicago Sun-Times today? Two guys in a mic, sports talk, and more. This is this this is a sports story, webcasting yeah. here. Yeah, webcast. Thank you very much. But uh, this story, I would argue, Brian, transcends the world of sports. But uh, explain a por favor. Well, let's start off with this. Uh, if you haven't been on, you can probably see it at chicagosuntimes.com. It's on the back page of Chicago Sun-Times. There's also pictures inside, but not in color. Or you can go to deadspin.com, which is one of my favorite websites. Mm-hmm. Deadspin. All sports news. You can get pictures of it on there. Yeah, you got a slow day. The yeah. deadspin.com is oh, a good place It's entertaining. Go. It's entertaining. Yeah. Also, the Daily Beast, by the way, I heard is pretty good. Yeah. So, I, you know, whatever websites you go to, I don't really need to know. <laughs> but I'm just saying. So anyway, the Chicago Blackhawks, who are now second in the West, who, by the way, tonight play the San Jose Sharks, who are number one in the West. So wow. it's a little bit of a, a, a you know balance of power kind wow. of thing tonight. Exciting. A couple of their players, while they were in Vancouver, went out partying when the coach gave them a night off. That can happen. So far, no problem. Correct. So he, they got a limo, and Patrick Kane, John Madden, and Chris Versteeg, they, they're in the limo. And, and they picked up some young ladies, you know, and, and they're obviously drinking what look like beers. I, I'm not really familiar with the blue logo of this beer. It looks like it's... It I think it's Vancouver's Finest. It really is some off-brand that I've never heard of. But anyway, it's a blue beer in a brown bottle, blue label. Uh, and, and in the limo, they eventually take off their clothes. Not all of them. Christopher Stiggs actually shown in a lovely black shirt who wears his sunglasses at night, apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, the women they're with are fully dressed, which is a little bit weird. But the guys seem to have stripped down to underwear level. <laughs> now, 
My bear, get your bear. <laughs> yeah. Personally, cocktails. I look at these guys as between the ages of 21 and I don't know how. John Madden is the elder statesman on this team. Yep. He's like 30 something. Patrick Kane looks like he's about 16. Yeah, but he's 21. Yes, he is. Uh, if you're a single guy and you're in a limo with a bunch of women and you're drinking and you're a rich hockey player in Canada, I I have no problem with this. I mean, in all honesty, what you do is your business. You got you should know in your head though. If anybody ever takes a picture, that's going to get that's leaked the out. Problem. But who knows how many of those blue labeled beers they actually had? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two issues with this. By the way, this is the same Patrick Kane that got into trouble less than a year ago, punching out a taxi cab driver with his cousin. Yes. I believe they were arguing over like forty five cents. Yes, yeah. I will say this: he upgraded to a limo, no yes. taxi cab, and secondly, he has. Actually, showing you that he doesn't drink and drive, which I think is a good thing. That's very I think good. if nothing else, mm-hmm. that's a positive you should take out of and, it. And in the more or less category, A, more women, B, less clothes. Less clothes and no punching. So ah. so he's shown a softer side. Very nice. I have two issues with this. Just two? Yes. One, John Madden's a married guy. He's going to have some explaining to do. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a huge issue. <laughs> two, have you looked at the women in this picture? Oh, stop it. No, I'm just saying, you're a, you're a rich hockey player. Yeah. This uh, this no, is uh these are sea level talent on this. I, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of beat going on here. See, I'm, I'm but other than that, what's the problem? They're they're loaded hockey players who have money, who are young, well, who are mostly single. John Madden's the only one I have an issue. I, I personally don't have an issue. His wife's going to have an issue with this picture. Oh boy. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you are a single hockey player, mm-hmm. you have a lot of money, and you're in a limo with young ladies, and mm-hmm. things lead to something else. One, be smart enough to say no to the camera. That's you know, the get key. rid of the camera, get rid of the phone. Yep. But And these are obviously camera because These guys are posing. I mean, you've got Madden showing his guns. You've got Kane waving at wherever the camera is. Yeah, These guys are posing for the camera. Mm-hmm. Be smart enough to know there's got to be a camera it's, out there. Uh, this is going to get out. It's one thing if someone took a sneak picture, as people can do now. Don't kid yourself. No, these are not sneak phone. photos. And that can happen, and I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's gonna, it's already been out there, but yeah. I think this is going to be a growing problem, not just for athletes and celebrities, but in uh, society as a whole. But in this case, you're exactly right. This was not a sneak-taken photo. They are clearly, no, these are clearly posing for the photo. Pictures. But, yeah. man, in this day and age, it is, uh, yeah, listen, boy, I... you make one little mistake. You had too many cocktails. You get your picture taken two days later. Two days later, it's all over the yeah. internet. It's on the front page, full page, what? backside, I should say. I will of say the this Chicago though: Sun-Time. it's not. I mean, where's the mistake? Other than John Madden, the married man, where is the mistake it's here? Still, if you're a single guy, you take your shirt off in a limo. It's, eh, it's okay. It's embarrassing. I almost feel it's bad. embarrassing. Yeah, it, it is embarrassing. Yeah. But again, it's one of those things where I don't have as big a problem with this because it is. Mm-hmm. You know, just guys being guys in a limo. From what I've heard, the stories of NBA players in limos far outreach this, from what I've seen. Well, this is just the tip of the iceberg, is it not? Are we not going to see more and more of this type of thing? Maybe some of our listeners in your local sporting area with celebrities, you've had situations like that. If you've seen uh, people pictured in the paper, celebrities, maybe we're not aware of on a more local angle, 888-463-6748. Let us know. Email Mike. Two guys at AOL.com, but it's a, uh, it's something that's well, going to be a growing, I don't know if you call it a problem, but it's something. I think it takes a couple of these flipping out there before athletes just say, no, no cameras, no phones, one let me could, see them. One let could me argue they yeah. should have reached that point. Well, now. they should have, but most, I mean, come on, you're a 21 year old kid like Patrick Kane. 
the last thing you're thinking when you're you're goofing around with a bunch of girls in a limo is, hey, you know, maybe I shouldn't wave to well, this girl. Maybe is I, it? Yeah, well, I see, it's, I don't think it, I, that's, I that's don't know the how problem. Many, I don't know how many of the blue-labeled beers they have. Yeah, if it's the last thing they're thinking about, that's a problem. Again, it shouldn't be it looks the like last some thing. kind of a Polish beer, like a Yakovic or something. Uh-huh. But either way, that's that's where I, you know. Again, now I think athletes are going to look at this a little bit stronger and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! No mm-hmm. cameras, no phones. We have to have full out of it." And by the way, if you looked at John Madden's picture in that, yeah. By the way, not the football announcer, John. Madden. No, 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 no. But he wants to see him shirtless. Yeah, John looks like he definitely has does some he, cocktails. Does he have a little uh, Joel Redwanski in him? A little bit. Doesn't he? Like, if you look at his face, he has a little co-host Joel Redwanski face to him. He could be the big dog. I think he could. He could be the big dog standing, no question about that. And the females are very nice looking. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to sit there and, uh, you gonna, know, and rate, go, you know, no, A-level, B-level, C-level. They're this very is, attractive, is, fine young ladies, and I'm sure they This is late-night Vancouver after too many beers is what this is. <laughs> That's be, all I'm saying. Could be worse than that, but I'm sure they had no idea their this is faces la- are going to be Last call is what I'm calling Stop this. It. Last call. Sexist pig. <laughs> yes. All right. Next question. Are we done with that particular I, story? I, I certainly hope so. I hope so, too. 888-463-6748, <laughs> the phone number. we got lots to go here on uh, last call. hour number two. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Huh? You go with the goo theory, by the way? Goo? Not familiar with goo? I'm not familiar with, well, I might be. I'm just waiting to hear what you think it is. The goo theory in your younger years when you would go out drinking. Okay. You're not going to like my theory. G-U-E, goo. No. Go ugly early. No. No, I used to have the, uh... <laughs> this well, is the come, old girls all get this prettier. Is, this is going to come out bad. Yes, I, I had a theory that that you, the girl lost two and a half pounds for every beverage I had. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> you know, last call was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But I worked in a bar too, so I I I usually approached it from a pretty sober standpoint where I saw everybody else mm-hmm. drunk. So last yeah. call was a scary, scary moment when you looked at what people were doing. You mm-hmm. thought. You're not going to like yourself yeah, tomorrow. I can guarantee yeah. <laughs> if we had a couple of females on, they oh, could be talking the same thing bad. about us. Oh, Probably yeah. worse. Yeah. And I like to speak on behalf of the females out there. I feel that's part of my responsibility. Well, you keep hoping for a uterus and children, so you enjoy yourself. I Do didn't say me. Do. I just predicted. If you didn't miss. I don't know. Or if you were not lucky enough to catch our scintillating first hour of the show. Do I have to come back tomorrow? I did predict <laughs> that there will be an impregnated male. Within the next five to ten years. I'm so disgusted <laughs> by this whole show. All right. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, Brian, topics we have not gotten into yet. College basketball. Yes. It's heating up. It is. We got upsets. some hot teams out upsets there. Yesterday. Wildcats. Upsets. Villanova. Nova. Upsets. What other upsets were there? NCAA basketball. New Mexico beats BYU. BYU shocking. number 10. Absolutely Upset. Shocking. Vanderbilt beats no. Tennessee. Oh, Upset. Please. There's upsets all over the board. Vanderbilt, the Commodore over the Tennessee. Bandy, yes. That's a big battle. In-state rival. In-state, 23 versus number 14. 23 wins. Upset. I'm a big fan of head coach Kevin Jermaine Stallings. Jermaine Beal, 25 points for Vandy. I don't even know who Jermaine Beal is. 6-7, slithery forward who can play. I'm a big fan of Vandy's head coach Kevin Stallings. A, he's from Chicago area. Yeah. B, he's one of the few Division One coaches with less hair than me. Best start in the SEC since 1966 for Vandy. Wow. Think about that. All right. While we're thinking about that, we're taking a quick break. Two guys in a mic. TalkZone.com. Dial it up back in a minute. David Olson, our producer.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. All right, welcome back. It is hour number two, Two Guys and a Mic here on the TalkZone.com. Again, if you're uh, tuning in for the Youth Sports Fan Forum, this is normally the time on Thursdays. Today we're taking a break from that, doing the Two Guys at a Mic show, but... If you have some comments and thoughts on youth sports and you are joining us at this time, we are more than happy to take those at 888-463-6748. You can email us uh, at ysfanforum.com or, of course, our regular two, uh, Mike, I should say, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Double B, Brian Bauer, nice enough to come in for the two hours. Your uh, check is in the mail, my friend. You're doing a hell of a job. Really? I've been waiting for that check for a couple weeks now. It's all right now. So tomorrow we're doing it again. One hour. Yep. But... uh, not really a football Friday. A what? A football, football Friday! Football Friday! Bloody footy for red! Bango! Bango! There's the mic! There's the mic! Hut, 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 hey, hey, ho, hey! Kurt Warner, uh, however, could be retiring tomorrow. Yeah, I was sad to see that. I am too, actually. I thought with one more year in your career, <laughs> what, he's honestly, he's been good for Arizona. I yes. mean, Arizona's needed, and every time Matt Liner gets in, he kind of trickles down his leg himself. Mm-hmm. He's not doing I, so I, well. I just, it, part of me, I enjoy watching Kurt Warner over the years. Part of it is, uh, the football version of, uh, Penis Envy. If he can, if I can say that. <laughs> I mean, that's Sorry, I never, that's, that's a line I had never thought but I'd hear out of you, but, but go but on. But that's pretty much what it is, isn't it? Right. No. We've had, well, I'm talking about quarterbacks. Yes. In the downfield passing game here in Chicago. Yes. Which has been so dismal for so many years. So it's quarterback envy. Huh? It's quarterback Call envy. Call it quarterback, yeah, yeah. but you watch Kurt Warner pass. Yes. Yeah. That's what we want here. Well, and remember, it down the football we had field. a shot at him early in Lovey Smith's tenure when, uh, we had gotten him out. Rex Grossman was still on the roster. He was choosing between us and, I believe, the New York Giants at the time. Yep. And Lovey Smith wouldn't tell him he could compete for the job, said he would have to come in as the backup. Right. And that's why he chose the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine how things could have been flipped if he said, yeah, you have every shot to be a starter. Mm-hmm. You could be on this team. You know, at the time, and you know me, I'm not a Lovey Smith supporter, yeah. and no. I was not, by the way, for the many Bear fans that have jumped off. I was not during the 13-3 and three season. Right. I was no, certainly. I remember that. Yeah. I enjoyed the Bears run, but I was very hesitant on the whole Lovey Smith is a great coach thing. Absolutely. But uh, at the time, in defense of Lovey Smith, I didn't think that was a bad move. I fully supported bringing Kurt Warner in, but yeah. if Kurt needed to be guaranteed the number one job, but he I didn't. didn't think that was right. He needed to be guaranteed that he'd have a shot at the okay. number one job, and I believe that's when we, when it happened. I believe yeah, we were right. on air together, right. and Re- I remember that was saying, the Rex is my, Rex is our guy. Rex is our guy. That was the beginning of Rex is our quarterback. But anyway, the way it went for me was, and again, I'm going to go past this. This is just indicative of the Lovey Smith era. This anointing people before they do anything situation that he does, yeah. to me, is not good coaching. Yeah. Where's the, the breeding of competition? To me, best guy gets the job. Not, mm-hmm. well, you can come in, but you can come in as our backup. And if Rex goes down, you have a chance to play. No! No, put them all in one big pot. Best quarterback gets the job. Best mm-hmm. running back gets the job. Best lineman gets the job. Best quarterback gets the job. No, none of this. Let's come in. I like you. You're going to be our third stringer. That doesn't breed any kind of competition. It's almost like I always get a kick out of a you know very excited pitchers and catchers report. Oh, Nineteen or twenty days, baseball starting, but I always get a kick. Tomorrow, by the way, we're breaking down the Anaheim Angels roster. Really? Yes. Very excited. Yeah. Um, but I, I always get a little, a uh, little tweak of my sense of humor when I read the first couple of teams, like 
two or three days. Yeah. Into their training camp, like you know, March eighth. Yeah. No, no, not, not even March because they're starting. I don't even know when they start. February twentieth. Yeah. The Anaheim Angels have announced, you know, that Johan Santana will be their starting pitcher for the season. Yeah, you've you've had camp for two days. How did this guy exactly earn the number one well, job? And it, why do you even if he even if he's gonna be? Why do you, you need to announce? That's more on it. February twenty seventh. That's more it for me. Even if you know hands down that CC yeah. Sabathia is your best pitcher, do you really need to announce the first day of yeah. training camp yeah. that he's going to be yeah. your starter? We should we should have two a lottery months from there. Let's have a lottery. We should do that when it gets closer to it. who will be the first team and the first pitcher to announce that will be announced that he's the starting. It's going to be some god awful team that nobody cares about. Too. Oh. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, Tampa Bay Devil Ray, or not mm-hmm. even t- Devil Rays anymore. They're the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going. They're announcing their starter I'm gonna, first. I'm going to go with the Seattle Pilots. Are they still in existence? <laughs> no. <laughs> Seattle, by the way, better team this year. I'll the break it down. Yeah, we'll break it down later. But yeah. they got a roster that's pretty solid mm-hmm. now. Yeah. One of our uh, sticks that we've done of recent is Brian has started a little segment here on the show. We'll debut another one tomorrow. But it's uh, I forgot. What do we call the segment? Uh, it's Probable starting lineups, I believe, is what or we're starting. Improbable starting improbable. lineups. No, their actual probable starting lineups. What okay. they're listed mm-hmm. as having is their probable lineups yeah. for your 2010 yeah. whatever baseball team you root for. So far, we've done Atlanta, mm-hmm. Chicago White Sox, Chicago White Sox, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes, which was fascinating, fascinating internet sports talk. Yeah, the break, <laughs> breaking down of the projected JJ Putts, the projected starting lineup of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. Yes. Huh. So right. tomorrow, Anaheim Angels. And I think we're done with the A's after that. I'm very excited about very, that very portion excited. of the My show. My favorite yeah. manager in baseball, yeah. Mike Social, will be... Uh, then we go to B's. Are we going to have the actual Orioles. managers on? Feel free to say no, by the way. Are we going to have the actual managers on to announce their projected starting line? I bet you if we called them, we could, but nobody's putting forth that kind of effort, so I'm going to go no. I prefaced it by yeah. saying <laughs> feel free to say no. Yeah. All right. Uh, 888-463-6748. So we got all that out there for you. By the way, a couple of baseball players, as long as we're on the subject, who have... Uh, Joined other teams of recent. Jim Tomei. Jim Tomei. How about this? Jim Tomei going to be a Minnesota twin. And Ben, between the sheets. Yeah. Now a member of your green and gold Oakland A. It's an odd look for Ben Sheet. It, it is, but with all his injuries, nobody really wanted to put a, give a chance to him. And Oakland's notorious for giving a guy a shot because they just want to see if the guy has anything left in the tank. Belly Bean. He can't afford anything big, so he'll take what he can get. Also, yesterday, Randy Wynn, outfielder, was with San Francisco. He is mm-hmm. now signed with the Yankees. Ah. That means Matt Damon not coming back. Mm-hmm. Johnny Damon. Sorry, I went Matt Damon on you. That was weird. What so. if he was a pitcher? <laughs> yeah. And he lost the game. Could the headline be Wynn loses? Yeah, but he's an outfielder, so if Wynn drops a ball, I think Wynn can lose. Or Wynn can win. I don't know. What if Wynn has a bad game? Could the headline be Wynn blows? <laughs> Check, please. Where's my Where's my help me sign? I got that up here. There you go. Help me. Help me. <laughs> if Wynn gets turned down on a couple of dates, could the headline be Wynn chill? David, All right, I'm get done. me out of here. I'm done. <laughs> how, about, uh, how about Jim Tomey, Jim Minnesota Tomey. Twins, going up against... The arch rival. I like it. Of the team he played for, the Chicago White Sox. I like it. As a White Sox fan, you like it? No, I'm not a White Sox fan, so I like it. I, well, I, I, I with you. I'm a they, White Sox well, They had every shot of, get, of signing him, but Ozzie came out and said, well, you know, he, what happens is he's a great hitter, but then he clogs up our bases. Yep. So they made, they made the conscious effort. <laughs> they had first shot at him, and they made the conscious effort that we don't want him. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's too big and slow. That's not what this team's all about. I don't want any piece of him. Jim Tomey is a Chicago guy. You're gonna, so he goes and signs with who? The rival. 
And you know he's going to try to stick it up to Giggy every time he gets over there. <laughs> every time he plays the White Sox, he's going to try to pound them to to the bejesus. I, I got a kick yeah. out of listening to one of the uh, ESPN baseball analysts, and he was exactly correct. But it was somewhat humorous. They're talking about Jim Tomei as you know, a great power hitter. We all know that. Oh, sure. But one of the unique things about Jim Tomei is he's got a very good on-base percentage. Right. His eye is good. Yeah. For a power hitter, he doesn't swing at garbage. No. And I was very, very impressed. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that's what's so good about Tomei. His on-base percentage. Why did we get rid of him? And then the analyst proceeded to explain the problem is that Jim Tomei will get on base. <laughs> And then he absolutely, you know, the next two You're guys right. can yeah. get like doubles or base. Yeah, he's not going where anywhere. And they really. turned into singles. So what was a positive? The on base percentage. The problem is he walked, and now the two speedy guys behind him. Even if they get a hit, they got nowhere to go. If you're into sabermetrics, which is basically the looking at stats and breaking down who the best players are, uh, stolen bases have no real points in a sabermetrics. They found out that that really doesn't lead to a lot of scores, and there's a lot of people who get out because of it. So, so stolen bases is actually a very low point on the sabermetrics uh, scale. I, you know, I don't need mean to be a SMS. A sabermetrics. Skeptic. Yes. <laughs> You're starting to get out of my initiative. It's just kind of scary. I think I got to get. I out don't. Of you. You know, I don't mean to be an yeah. SMS, a saber metric skeptic, yeah. but it's actually been. I don't know. The it, stolen it, base to listen, me. There's a psychological thing about it too. Saber metrics was what Billy Bean used to get all his teams that nobody ever heard of. Although I owe you a book. You, you oh, that's the book. right. I gave it to you. I yeah. still have it. Yeah, Moneyball. If you ever read it, I think it's a fantastic Great book. book. Uh, Toronto now. The guy who's the GM there was under Billy Bean in the Oakland A's. He's now using saber metrics up in Toronto. Uh, the Boston Red Sox used sabermetrics on their World Series mm -hmm. run. So, Saberhagen used sabermetrics. I don't think he did. I think he was actually against it, which was ah. odd because you figured Saber would. But either way, the, the, <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres, big fans of sabermetrics. It turns out that on-base percentage is a huge, huge thing with yes. sabermetrics. However, usually it's coupled with how many runs you actually score after getting on-base. Jim Tomey has a, it would look on paper to be mm -hmm. a great sabermetrics saber player, but his slowness, his ability to get to the actual home plate, puts him down to like the yeah. mid-level category. Yeah, yeah, you know what we're kidding about, but I'm not. I'm just maybe the last year or two he slowed down. I will tell you this: for a big man, Still back in his Cleveland hitter. Indians, Philadelphia Still a great Phillies, hitter. Yeah. for a big man though, he could run. He could. He but, actually he had the ability to take his pot belly. Yeah. And he would lean as you you know how you round sure, the bases. Yeah. And he would somehow use the centrifugal force. I've seen this from I play with a lot. Of, I play a lot of sixteen and softball. Right. A lot of fat guys. A lot of fat guys yeah. with the pot, but not even fat. That, they say that, that solid skinny gut. skinny yeah, legs, yeah, yeah. but the beer belly. Yeah. But if you round the bases and you turn at the proper time, you use it actually as a counterbalance. It speeds. <laughs> <laughs> it can speed you up. Jim Tomei had that whole sabermetric. Centrifugal force thing working for him. Unfortunately, as he got older, the legs got even slower. So yes. now he went into the lean, and it kind of slowed him down even yes. more. Wind resistance. At some points, yeah. the centrifugal force starts to head downward. But if any team can get <clears throat> something out of Jim Tomey, I say it's Minnesota, because I will never bet against Minnesota. The yeah. way they play, don't they have a new stadium coming up this year as well? Going uh, outdoors? Yeah, I, I, I definitely say Minnesota is one of those teams that will get the best out of Jim Tomey. Mm-hmm. All right, 888-463-6748. little baseball talk on two guys and a mic. Mike, two guys, AOL.com. Yes, sir. The Rocky signed Houston Streets, closer slash mm -hmm. setup guy. You know, on top of that, Andre Dawson, not going to the Hall of Fame as a Cub. I would like to throw that out there and to the listeners, too. What do you think about just the overall of the Hall of Fame committee? deciding what cap you should wear, yeah, what uniform, and not the player themselves. I have always thought that the NFL did it right where it's your bust. It's just your head. 
You know, you you are the player who did it. Who cares who you played for? That's what goes into the Hall of Fame, not the individual cap, not the team. In the old days, it would have made sense because a player got drafted by a team and stayed with a team his whole life. Mm-hmm. Maybe at the end he got traded, but it didn't matter. Nowadays, in the age of free agency, a guy can leave anytime he wants. A team mm-hmm. can get rid of a guy anytime they want. To me, it should be just the player. You know, Andre Dawson, great hitter, played for Expos, Cubs, Marlins. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, there it is. Double B speaking the truth. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the talkzone.com. The important thing, by the way, is Andre Dawson is in the Hall of Fame, and that's what yeah. we uh, all wanted to see a very deserving player and even more important, a deserving character. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Don't forget, tomorrow uh, will be a football Friday here on the morning break. The morning break. On the talkzone.com. <laughs> a football Friday. On what show? Football! Football! football. Friday. Friday! Football Friday! Split left! Chicago Bear down! Chicago Bear down! Where's the mic? Where's the mic? He's the mic! What's the mic? I don't know! Bear down! Red. Set, set. Hi. We'll take a quick break. Talkzone.com. Me and Brian during the break. Webcasters will see us get down in a three-point stance and hit each other. Hopefully this time, Brian, you'll be facing... Forward. Well, listen, you asked me to face the other direction. That was just uncomfortable <laughs> for both of us. Sports Talk Show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And we are back indeed. Our number two, a rare moment in time. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com. Stealing the 11 to 12 o'clock hour here on the talkzone.com. Normally we won't be, but uh, we'll take what we can get, Brian. It's a pleasure, I think I can say, uh, doing the show two hours. I enjoy it. It reminds me of some old days when we went a little bit longer. Loved mm-hmm. it. 888-463-6748. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk youth sports, if that's what you were listening to, feel free to call in, and we'll talk about any topic. Or if you just want to talk any other sports, mm-hmm. 888-463-6748. College basketball, we alluded to. I think we uh, teased it before the break, never got to it. But uh, Villanova, the Wildcats, with a big win last night. We already talked about Kentucky, number one team in the country, getting knocked off. It's been an interesting season of college hoops thus far. We talked about it yesterday with Jordan Burnfield here. No dominant team. 
A lot of really good teams, but yeah. would you agree no dominant team? Even Kentucky getting knocked off was not that much of a shot. But I will tell you this, the Villanova Wildcats, Nova Fever, in the fine basketball hotbed that is Philadelphia, 19-1 under Steve Lapis, who uh, whatever formula you usually put in your hair, yeah, he might do the same for Lapis? Lapis <laughs> or Lapis? I, I use a little Lapis every so often. You uh-huh. never know. No. Yeah. Uh, He's got a little George Clooney look if, going If you for him, do look he? at, like, and I think this year, if you're a college basketball fan, and this is the time of year when I start to pay attention to college basketball. I, I am your casual basketball fan to begin with. Mm-hmm. So to me, when football season dies down, I, I'm a big hockey guy, so I'll watch a lot of hockey. But I will start, this is the time of year where I'll start to watch college games. Nothing wrong with a little casual basketball if it's in the privacy of your own home. Exactly. And I do it with my wife. So it's nice for both of us. Yes. So anyway... <laughs> But going through it and just starting to having watched it the last couple of weeks, it seems to me like this is a year when you look at the tournament, there's one, there's a two, but there's about a three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten who all have a legitimate shot at winning it this year, which makes it more interesting for me because, again, as a casual fan, you want to see upsets. You want to see big games. You want to see mm-hmm. tight games in the first, second, and third round. So that's what I'm looking for. This looks like it's going to be a fun year. Probably six teams right now. And, again, listeners, if you're into – College hoops, feel free to differ. I would say six teams that have elevated maybe, and again, none of them to the dominant status, mm-hmm. but all very good. Yeah. Very good. And I would put Kansas in that category. Yes. I'd put Villanova Kentucky. in that category. I'd put Kentucky in that category, Texas in that category, uh, Syracuse in that category, and Michigan State. Really? I think those six right now may be a cut above. And by the way, Syracuse and Jimmy Behan, yes, unranked. Great program, powerhouse program. This was supposed to be a down year for them. Right. A rebuilding year. Unranked at the start of the season. They've got one loss ranked, what, number two, number three in the yep. country. Jimmy Beheim, one of the all-time winningest coaches, got that 2-3 zone cooking again. Well, part of it is also when, when you lose players and you bring guys in nobody's ever heard of, they yeah. start off like, ah, who are these guys? What's a, what's a freshman? He somebody, was just average in high school. I don't know. He's, he's somebody's, not going to be a good college Somebody's guy. coaching him up at Syracuse. Well, not only are they coaching him up, but I think he has a great eye for talent. Like He seems to go out there and find guys other guys haven't mm-hmm. looked for. You know, we said this also about uh, Michigan State's head, head coach, Tom Izzo. The great Tom Izzo. The great Tom Izzo. I think that if you look at the two of them, what they're known for is they have a great system, but they also have a good eye for talent to find guys that fit that system properly. Mm-hmm. And again, Bayheim just doing it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all it comes down to. So those, uh, those six teams look like the potential top ball clubs. Now, obviously only four of them can be seated number one. And there's still a lot of basketball to go, but it's going to be, uh, interesting. Villanova's win last night, impressive. Illinois knocked off Penn State. Not a lot of college basketball well, yesterday. yesterday was a big day for upsets. I mean, you look, Providence beat Connecticut. I think that was big. Charlotte beat Temple. Mm-hmm. Temple ranked 15th. Charlotte not. You know, we talked about Vandy and Tennessee. You know, Vanderbilt top 25 this year. Absolutely. New Mexico beats BYU yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, that's uh, Steve Alford's ball club. New Mexico, right? I believe so. I think that's yeah. where he went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good to see that. I mean, if nothing else, this year the tournament looks like it'll be wide open. Locally, I mean, my interest has been, obviously, we have Illinois, but Northwestern just seems to be this team that, even without their best player who's injured for the whole season, they mm-hmm. seem to be a team that could actually make it to the tournament for the first time in their history. Lost to Minnesota a couple of days ago. They're right now a bubble team. It's a little early to be talking sure. about bubble teams, but I would think most of the country's got to be rooting for Northwestern when you know that student body, that fan base, that alumni, that coach, that program has never, never, never 
made the dance. No. They've been sitting on the sidelines yeah. looking. A bunch of NITs, but no yeah. big dance. Yeah, it's yeah. about time for the quiet kid to uh, get off his chair and go over to the other side of the room and ask a young lady to dance. Yep. Do By it the or... way, my son made the comment. Yeah. Northwestern may have one of its better teams in years. I don't know if you rate the looks of teams. <laughs> not a real, uh, you know, maybe now I know. They might not dance this year because I don't know if anybody will take their hand. The, the all-ugly team. I love John Sherna. Okay. He's not going to be a poster boy for Gentleman Quarterly at any time soon. Interesting that you're allowed to make fun of how ugly Northwestern is, but I tell you how these girls look in this picture, and no, you get no, right no, on me. No, no, no. I'm just saying there's a little hypocrisy on, here. Respect the females. If you were Wait, a please. Greek god, it would be Hippocrates. There's a lot of hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. Uh, Luka Berkovic, the only <laughs> 22-year-old with a higher receding hairline than me. Luka Berkovic. His hair goes up, but yeah. his facial hair, 5 yeah. o'clock shadow at like noon. Yeah. yeah. Drew Crawford, wonderful, wonderful freshman, one of the top freshmen in the country. Not good looking. Not a little odd looking. No. no. Yeah. You know what we should do is not only like NBA or NCAA, but I would like to do an all NBA bad team because there's, there's yeah, a all ugly team. All ugly team because that that list that list is pretty big. It's pretty pretty strange. <laughs> there are a couple of European players and and by the way, Odin in Portland, yeah. he is the oldest 24 year old yeah. I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Here's a scary thought. We were talking earlier about uh, cell phone pictures, Chicago Blackhawk uh, pictures in the. Front page of the oh, Chicago Sun yeah, Times, yeah. somewhat unclothed in a limousine with the yeah. girls. Apparently, there is, and he he came out and apologized. Yeah, I saw it. Greg Oden. Yeah. Now, here's a scary thought. Greg Oden in uh, with, with another female. He admitted to it. Yeah. In a various stages of undress. Yeah. Whew. Not good. He's not married. No. So everything's cool. I well, don't know how the pictures got taken, but right. That's there are some things you yeah. don't even want to imagine. And an unclothed Greg Oden would be one of them. I have a hard time looking at Greg Oden in uniform. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest, his face looks like that of a 48 year old man. Yes. He just looks aged. So to picture him naked. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, like yeah. you would picture almost a 50 year old seven footer naked. Yeah. It's not pretty. I think you can go to the dailybeast.com for I, that website. Well, that's, that's one I'm gonna have to pass. I did see it on Deadspin, <laughs> like I saw a clip and I just kept I gotta I check kept, out Deadspin more. Deadspin, often. I think you'll enjoy Deadspin. It's got good stuff. Deadspin not only has like your, your average sports thing, but it has like a nice little kind of fun take on it. Deadspin.com. Right. I gotta write that go down ahead. because uh, as you know, my short term memory. I know it's gone. It's not good. Yeah. So when I get back in the office. Conversations will be out the door Spin before the show's over. Dot com. We in the area? No, yeah, no. Ah, okay. Dave Olson shook his head. No, he don't worry care. about it. <laughs> nice supportive job from our fine producer out there. All right. Uh, so college basketball, very, very interesting. Good games coming up tonight. I know this weekend some big matches won't be long until we start talking conference tournaments. And of course, that will be a big factor in who makes the, uh, the big dance, the NCAA tournament. And then of course, there's the NIT. There's like 16 different tournaments. Now it's like bowl games. Yeah. Everybody makes a tournament, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, as well. I, I like the fact that teams are, are struggling. Right. I mean, there's the argument that you know the tournament should only be for the elite teams. Okay. But I also like the fact that there's an end of the year tournament. Yeah. For many, the conference tournament. If your team was really bad early, right? It's hard. I know from a coach's standpoint, it's hard to motivate. So if you know that there's a conference tournament at the end, and hey, if you get hot one time, one weekend, three games in a row, maybe four week, four games in a row. You could move on to a tournament. That that's motivation sure. for your team. Without that, Brian, it's hard. You know, halfway through the season, your team struggle and makes the coaching job a lot harder. Well, especially it's the leagues that have automatic bids. I mean, that's just the funniest thing in the world to me. You could be an eight nine seed going into it, and you could coach your guys up enough to say, "Hey, listen, we win this out four games. We win four games. 
you can go to the NCAA tournament, uh, you've got to be pumped up, at least for one or two games before Mm -hmm. actual talent takes over. And even if it's not the NCAA tournament, NIT, some of these other tournaments, I know people will poo-poo them uh, very similar. NIT, the not-in-tournament tournament. Very similar to people, uh, you know, make jokes and look down on some of the bowl games. You know, the poinsettia bowls and the, you know, all the December 18th bowl, the 19th, the 20th, the 21st, 22nd. Make all the jokes you want, but if you actually watch the games and follow the teams the three or four days beforehand, it's pretty good stuff. Most of them are good games. The teams get into it. The fan base gets into it. So, you know, you can joke, ha-ha, and make fun of it. It's good competition. It's good sports. Same thing in college basketball. When you go to the NIT, you're disappointed. Sure. You didn't make the, once you get over that disappointment, you know what? It's a tournament. And if you're a competitor, what is the NIT? 32 teams? I believe so. You look at those 32 teams, yeah. you start to get the matchups, you get into it. You know what? It's a tournament. You get into it and you have fun. Well, I think it's good for the kids. I, I think if you're a fan of a team, I went to DePaul, so we spent more time in the NIT than we actually spend in the regular tournament. Not going to be joining any tournaments in the Not near future. Not a chance in anything, yeah. So, I mean, it gives you gives you another chance to watch your team, and if you're a big fan of the sport, you'll you'll enjoy watching the sport itself. Like I said, I'm not a big NCAA basketball guy. Mm-hmm. I am a huge NCAA football guy. So I watch every lousy bowl game, and they, some of them are just lousy. And some of them are pretty good. Some of them, you wind up with these teams you've never seen before, and you're just wowed by a player, or you're wowed by a system, or you love watching the team play. So again, it all all comes down to it. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if you love the sport, it gives you another reason to watch. All right, I know you got lots of notes uh, still to get to Double B when I get a chance. Uh, those are notes on the show, I hope. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, not like right, a sales presentation right you're going to make. Kane, John Madden, Christopher Stieg shirtless, right there. That's I, would the like right to, there. I would like to... I would like to... Kibo hospitalized. Note, right there. Actually, this whole page is done. I'm done with it. I'm over here now. Here, let me, <laughs> let me scratch that off. Yeah, go ahead. Figure, that one's much. done. I, I still right. got PGA Before... thoughts. I got NBA. We haven't talked about Gilbert Arenas thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, my college right, I do want to get to the PGA, done. by the way. Yeah, Tory Pines in San well. Diego. Yeah. Uh, the house cleaning, you can mark that off a little bit. Right. And your wife called during the second break, so you can take yeah, that Yeah, Keith Dawson called, too. He's a fireman in Lincolnwood. He's got to get under the get-a-life situation, get to work. <laughs> okay, so anyway, All right. I would like to throw out a riddle for our fine listeners out there. A riddle. A riddle. A riddle. See if you can figure out what we're talking about here. Okay? And here is the riddle as we head into a break. Our phone number again, 888-463-6748. Commit it to memory. Write it down. I would advise most people to, you know, put it in your wallets if you ever get the urge. Speed dial. To talk to two guys. Speed there. I'm all a big fan of it. Right into it. Put it in there. You just punch it up. Boom. There we are. Right there there for you. Right there for you. A couple of friendly guys. After our show is done, boom, you talk to somebody else. Nothing to be worried about. Maybe a hubarkish. No reason to be afraid to call up. I know it's intimidating calling up a show. No reason to be afraid. Our motto is don't be afraid of what you're saying on the air because nobody's listening. Exactly. And odds are nobody really Take is. Take it easy. Sad. All right. Uh, riddle for you. Yes. Uh, but David Olson will probably have this by the fourth one. Schwarzenegger has a big one. Hey, now. Michael J. Fox has a small one. Yes. Madonna does not have one. Yeah, I got it. The Pope does have one, but he does not use it. I've got it. Clinton. President Clinton used his all the time. Yes. Mickey Mouse has an unusual one. Liberace never used his on women. No. And Jerry Seinfeld is very, very proud of his. What are we talking about? 888-463-6748. You got up to the first three? Yeah. David Olson, you with me? I knew that. Why can't I remember it?
We'll take a quick break. TalkZone.com. More fascinating sports talk when we come back or not. to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. All right, we're winding up a rare moment in time here. Two hours of sports talk, talkzone.com, Two Guys and a Mic. Unfortunately, this will not be an everyday experience, uh, just once. Special moment in time, one, but uh, yeah, one we moment are. in time. Every Monday through Friday, one hour a day, 10 till 11 Central Time. We appreciate everybody out there for listening. And Brian, I, for one, am still shocked and somewhat dismayed that they allow us uh, five hours per week. This year, six to be on the Internet airway. This week, we got six hours. I, I think Dave's loosening up to us. I'm thinking maybe he starts like, starting to like us. Oh, yeah. Well, the other shows don't realize. Right. But uh, we are in the push mode. Are we? I'm, you know... My Some two, of your co-hosts don't realize 2011 that. goals is we're going to be going 10 to 1. 2011. You're like the NBA teams last year, just hoping they can get through 2010 so they can get a great player. Reach for the stars, but keep your feet on the ground, Brian. You always got to have goals. Dreams are free. That's All those I other shows, say. Dave, uh, you know, I don't want to say we're on their tail, but they better get their ratings up or uh, boom, out the door we go. Dreams are free. Thank you very so much. So dream big. All right, the riddle real quick, and I know you got a couple sports topics you want to get to. If anybody can uh, solve it, 888-463-6748, sports-related. Uh, what are we talking about? Schwarzenegger does indeed have a big one. Hey, no. Arno. Michael J. Fox has a small one. Hey, no. Madonna does not have one at all. Nope. The Pope, he has one, but does not use it. I wouldn't either. <laughs> President Clinton used his all the time. At nauseum. Mickey Mouse has an unusual one. Uh, Liberace never used his on women. Jerry Seinfeld is very, Anybody under 20 know who Liberace is? Proud of his. Yeah. Huh? Anybody under 25 know who Liberace is? Probably not. I don't think so. Everybody under 25 probably is looking at their fantasy football pool. Liberace. Wide receiver, New Orleans. Oh, Devery Henderson goes down. Who's it? Darrell Liberace? This kid Liberace might catch some passes. (laughs) Nice. All right. So if you have a guess on that, 888-463-6748. Or you can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C, and the number two. All right, Brian, I know you did some research for the show. Items, topics we have not gotten to, my friend. PGA, Tory Pines is what? coming up. How do you like it? PGA. PGA. I love it. Tory Pines. Are you a big fan of Tory Pines? Uh, I love Tory. 
Who was the Tory Spelling? Tory Spelling, big fan of Tory Spelling. I like Tory Spelling first. My second favorite Tory is uh, the Pines Golf Course. Really, my first favorite would be Tory <laughs> Pines because I wasn't a big fan of Tory Spelling. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, uh, they've refunded twenty thousand in tickets, twenty thousand dollars in tickets because of Tiger Woods not yeah, playing. They shouldn't do that. Yeah, well, they have. Anybody accepting a refund because Tiger's not there, you're out to watch the greatest right. golfers in the world enjoy the tournament. Right, but apparently there's something in there with tickets that say that if you buy these tickets and he does yeah. not play, you get a chance to refund them. That's pretty bad. And now sponsorship down 15 to 20% from last year's, meaning the purse of the actual outing is going to go down as well because if you don't have the money from the sponsors, you can't pay the golfers to golf. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a trend that goes on the rest of the season? You know what? I, I I hope not, because it's a trend ad nauseum. I mean, I love Tiger Woods, fully appreciate his athletic ability, his dominance in golf is absolutely amazing, but I can thoroughly enjoy it. I'm not a huge golf fan, but on a Sunday, uh, you know, cozy up to the couch, watch the final nine holes, 12 holes of a good tournament. I'm all into it. I don't need Tiger Woods to make that experience special. I would argue that most golf fans do not. And the folks that are getting the refund are not watching golf now because Tiger's not there? Come on. Now, see, here's the difference. I golf, but I don't watch it. I find watching it to be, how do I put this, nappy. I go straight to my nap mode, and I pass out for about 20 minutes. You and me would get along great. You do the golfing. Right. I'll save the five hours and the 100 bucks of uh, aggravation. I love it. I'll sit on my couch. You you golf, I'll watch. I'm not good at it, but it's fun to be out in nature and have a beer. You don't mind me watching? Not at all. You can watch all you want. So... So I personally am one of those where if I heard Tiger was on the back nine behind by two strokes and da 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 da, da I'll I turn it on for that. But I'm not one who'll watch round one, round two, round three. I don't really but, care but what do goes on in golf round, otherwise. But do you watch round one, two, and three even if Tiger's in it? No, but I will watch round four if he's in it. Ah, now here's you know I think I I represent the casual guy who could really not watch golf at all, but now has watched golf mm-hmm. sometimes because, because of Tiger. Tiger. Okay. Right. So now. And how many of those people are they losing? How many casual fans are they losing until this whole mess gets done? Uh, maybe I'm. You're probably you're you're probably in the majority. I am in the minority. Sure. But I enjoy the PGA Tour. Excited that this is uh, tournament number five. In fact, so excited, Brian. I did uh, have another bad dream last night. Really? Woke up in the middle of the night, very very disturbing. About two uh, thirty in the morning, looked over at my wife. What she looked like? She looked just a little bit like PGA golfer Stuart Sink. <laughs> I'm excited about Torrey Pines. It's the Farmer Insurance Open. Yeah. Very good tournament. Some great competition. To me... How excited were you that your wife looked like Stuart Singh? That was not a good thing. I had very a lot of trouble getting back to sleep, believe me. I'm with you. Yeah. I did go for the short putt. I was rebuffed and instead yeah. found myself well off the green in yet another hazard. Always in the rough. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I, I smell you. Tried the, I tried the late night chip shot. Didn't work, though. No, it was worth right. a shot. Yeah, always worth a shot. Pulled out a couple different clubs. None of them were uh, chosen. Yeah, a little, a little John Daly kind of just going to grip it and rip it and see what happens. <laughs> All right. Other thoughts. The Cardinals. We're leaving I'm, golf? Uh, we're going to leave golf completely. I got other I think, thoughts on uh, golf. Go, go, throw it out. You got uh, one. No, no, no. All right. I got visions of stewards. I know you don't want to talk about this, but we got to at least say Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenton, both gone for the season from the Wizards. Yeah. They've been suspended by the league. For the season. Uh, for the season. Uh, there's talk that the Wizards might try to buy Gilbert Arena, Arenas out of his contract, mm-hmm. get rid of him, but even at half the cost, mm-hmm. it would cost him $40 million to buy him out of contract. He has an $80 million contract. And when they the get table. suspended, by the way. They they lose all pay. 
This is not suspension with yeah. pay. No, 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 no. This this is more than slap on wrist. Wow, but awesome. it's not like he's going to be poor. He still has got $80 million in the bank after this. So we'll see what happens. Again, just throwing out there because it's a topic. People have to know. I don't think topic. he has $80 million in the bank left anymore. I would imagine 30 of that no, million no, no. is now the remainder in his, the hands of his lawyers. Yeah, but the remainder of his contract is $80 million. So if right. they decide to buy him out even at half, oh. $40 million is what he'll get. Okay. So, I mean, either way, it's not like he's going poor. Uh, Brett Favre's brother-in-law coming out. Yeah, Ron, this. Coming out as gay? I wish he was. No, he's coming out saying oh, Brett Favre out. is thinking about retirement again. Are you ready for this yo-yo? Well, we didn't need Brett Favre's brother to tell us that. Brett Favre told us that. I know, but it keeps going. Yeah, well, again, let's let's hope. Again. I think let's... Brett Favre is smart enough. I know he is. I don't think he Th- is. I think he is. This is not going to be a game back and forth. He's going to make one statement. Trust me, you won't hear anything more about if he comes back, he's going to do it one time, one time only. He's a Mississippi Hill Jack. He's going to come back ten times. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Yep. Now, Kurt Warner is going to retire tomorrow. Yep. It's, it's been said. It's been done. His agent has actually come out and said it's it. Been said now the floater out there done. is the Cardinals are talking with Philadelphia wow. about a possible quarterback. Now, you got three on Philadelphia's roster. you got McDonovan McNabb, Michael Vick, and Kevin Cobb, I want to say is. And they're really big on Cobb to the f- point of he is their quarterback of the future. Cobb. 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 C-O-L-B, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, so now the question is, do they trade McNabb or Vic to the Cardinals? Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that that's huge. I mean, McNabb was playing a great yeah. season. He had weapons. I thought he had that team going in the right directions. But could there be a time where Leinert winds up sitting on the bench even more so, and one of those quarterbacks wind up coming over? There? I would see if uh, I would say rather if Arizona's willing to give enough in return. I think the answer to that, and Andy Reid, if I could speak for Andy Reid right now, would be yes. Well, the obvious is Anquan Bolden wants out, sign and trade. It's not a bad. Yeah, that's pickup. not a bad situation because you've got young wide receivers in mm-hmm. Philly. That just adds to your roster. That's not a bad move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Donovan McNabb is an institution out there. That'd be a Tough trade, but I would think, uh, you know, Philadelphia has gotten there, been close, but haven't gotten over the top, willing to take that next chance to get over the top. Sure. Might be a trade they'd be willing to do. Yeah, you got to keep looking at the future. You can't play for it just now. You got to look at what you got down the years. So if Kevin Cobb is your future, mm-hmm. then maybe Donovan McNabb is worth the trade. Mm-hmm. Speaking of looking to the future, we uh, opened up our show two hours ago. And my notes Brian, are done. it seems like about the seven hours ago, quite frankly. Feels like it. It's been a long two hours, but we opened up the show looking ahead at the State of the Union address. Barack. <laughs> Obama, our fine uh, president of the United States, giving a State of the Union address, and it was okay. But it was more of the same. It's all the same. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I feel about these speeches. I, I have now gone from being politically active when I was younger mm-hmm. to so disheartened by our political system and the same old, same yeah, old. And Barack, even guys who promise new but and our different. Guy Obama and, yeah. is supposed to be different. Yes, we can. I still have confidence. We'll be different. And yes, we can is out. The motto after yesterday's State of the Union is let's do it. Let's do it together. Okay. What happened stand, to yes, Let's we stand can. up and clap. Like I don't know if I'm Come not, on. My thighs hurt. Yeah, let's do it again. All right, they sit down. We can do it. I can't do that. I forget it. I'm not even going to try. I'm just saying, I'm disheartened with him. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought maybe he could bring change. Maybe he was going to. You know what? It's more of the same. Every bill that comes through. only one year. He's got seven more to go. He's got three more to go. Seven more to go. Three more if he keeps on this pace. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You don't win unless you do well. Well, he's done some good things. Really? Absolutely. Show me. His approval rating's gone down through the ground. Economy has... uh, 
levelized? Has stabilized? No, it hasn't. Yes, it we has. Still, oh, no. We're not even We were in the midst stable. of a tremendous downward spiral. The state of Illinois it. has the largest unemployment rate. I, I didn't say jobs. Ever had. I didn't say jobs. I said the economy, the well, stock okay, market, so the, the financial situation. Okay, so the people who have money situation. are fine, but the people who don't um, aren't. I'm a huge Barack Obama supporter. I'll be the first to admit it's been a disappointing first year. Only disappointing right. because he's kowtowing well, to conservative enthusiasts like yourself. Get, I, let me just tell you right now. If he had the free range to do as he would like to do, we'd be in a better place. He only has has two years to get it done because that third year, as, as we all know, he starts Seven campaigning. Seven more years. They, after the third year, yeah, you know he's right just going to start that. campaigning. Right. So he's That's not going to do anything. So he has two years yep. to get this back on. You know what? I'm, yep. I'm all for it. I would hope he turns this around greatly to the point where this country is once again stable economically. Mm-hmm. People have jobs. I don't care who's in charge if the country does well. Okay, but he's got two years to get it done. Otherwise, mm-hmm. next. Yeah, you are right about that final year, though. No, it's, it's useless. It's, it's garbage. Little sports guys talk politics here that no. they, you know, all they do is spend campaigning. I'm waiting for the first candidate, maybe a congressman, right, a senator, a governor, who simply says, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the job. Uh, maybe no, it's a governor. I would. What, what's wrong with that? I would like to well, be I would like the to. president of it. your United States, folks, but the state of Arizona, just to throw out one. The state of Wyoming elected me as a governor, um, and I need to work... For that state, that's what I'm getting paid to do. That's what I was elected to do. Here are my position statements. I will debate at the following time. I'd like to be your president, Um, but I'm not. um, I am not going to spend the next um, year racing around spending your dollars campaigning. Tell me. Pardon me. Please tell me that if a candidate did not your own Barack Obama win a seat on the Senate and then turn around and just campaign for a year? I mean, what a crock of garbage that was. I agree. I still still think when his presidency is over, he has to go back to the Illinois Senate because he owes me a year. We paid for it. I didn't get paid. In seven more years, he may do that. In three. I'm telling you right now, you got three. We're past time. Thank God. Holy mackerel. We got to say bye bye. Wave to the camera, bro. Bye, everybody. All right. David Olson, our producer. Great job. Two hours at talkzone.com. One could argue. Two hours too many. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening tomorrow at 10.